Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. What's up, everyone? I'm Joe Pompliano, and this is The Joe Pomp Show. Today's episode is with Gerard Mayo. Gerard was the 10th overall pick in the 2008 NFL Draft, and he played eight seasons with the New England Patriots, winning one Super Bowl and playing another. Gerard is now a coach for the New England Patriots also. In this conversation, we discuss transitioning to the NFL, what it's like playing for Bill Belichick, what NFL players get paid in the playoffs, the future of athlete investing, and more. This was an awesome conversation, and I hope you enjoy it. But first, let's run through today's sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Whoop. Whoop is a 24-7 personalized fitness wearable that's here to help you improve your recovery, sleep, fitness, and health. Here's how it works. Each day when you get up, Whoop gives you a recovery score based on your sleep, resting heart rate, respiratory rate, and heart rate variability. Your score lets you know how to approach your day, whether you should push yourself during your workout or activity, or if you should skip the gym and take a rest day. You wear your Whoop on your wrist, biceps, or now within one of their new smart clothing garments called Whoop Body. The band connects with an app on your phone and automatically measures your heart rate, calories, and activity levels throughout the day. The band also automatically detects and classifies your workouts, so there's never an issue in forgetting to press go on a run anymore. You can then analyze your activity and recovery levels in your app. There's also a ton of coaching features within it like Strain Coach, which gives you target workout exertion goals tailored to your body's recovery level for that day. Those goals can change over the course of the day depending on how active you've been. That coaching is where Whoop really shines. Whether you're interested in how CBD or alcohol impacts your sleep and recovery, or are wondering how long of a run you should go on, Whoop is there to provide you with personalized data to make sure you're aware of the impact these decisions have on your body. Whoop is offering 15% off their all-new Whoop 4.0, right now with the code Joe at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, and enter Joe at checkout to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, and now feel healthier with Whoop. Next up is 8Sleep. 8Sleep has dramatically improved my daily performance. Good sleep is the ultimate game changer and nature's best medicine. Consistent good sleep can help reduce the likelihood of serious health issues, yet still more than 30% of Americans struggle with sleep, and temperature is one of the main causes of poor sleep. For me, I was never able to get a good night's sleep because I was always too hot, but now I am falling asleep in record time, faster than I ever have before, all thanks to my 8Sleep Pod Pro cover. The Pod Pro cover by 8Sleep is the most advanced solution on the market for thermoregulation. It pairs dynamic cooling and heating with biometric tracking. You can add the cover to any mattress and start sleeping as cool as 55 degrees Fahrenheit or as hot as 110 degrees Fahrenheit. The temperature of the cover will adjust each side of the bed based on your sleep stages, biometrics, and bedroom temperature, reacting intelligently to create the optimal sleeping environment. The result? 8Sleep users fall asleep up to 32% faster, reduce sleep interruptions by 40%, and get overall more restful sleep. The Pod Pro cover by 8Sleep is so popular that it has garnered attention from CEOs, high performers such as Olympic gold medalist Red Gerard, and top CrossFit athletes including 2021 fittest man on earth, Justin Medoros, and UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou. They're all powered by 8Sleep to make the most of their workouts and recovery. Good sleep is the ultimate game changer. Go to 8sleep.com slash Joe to check out the Pod Pro cover and save $150 at checkout. 8Sleep ships to the USA, Canada, and UK. Next up is Underdog Fantasy the easiest and best way to play fantasy sports. Join a league and draft a team in minutes. They make it that easy, and yes, that simple. But if you'd like to spice things up, try their new pick game. 
Just pick over or under on your favorite or least favorite player stats, and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Underdog keeps it super simple with their easy-to-use website and mobile apps. Pick between two and five players, and you can take home some cold hard cash. Go to underdogfantasy.com and use code POMP. That's right, P-O-M-P, POMP, and get your first deposit doubled by Underdog today. All right, let's get into this episode. Joe Pompliano runs Pomp Investments. All views of Joe Pompliano and his guests are solely their opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Pomp Investments. You should not treat any opinion by Joe or his guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or follow a particular strategy, but only as an expression of his personal opinion. This podcast is for informational purposes only. Gerard, so how many Super Bowls did you go to? So two, won one and lost one. Okay, cool. And how many years were you in the league? I played eight years. I was drafted in New England in 2008. First game, Tom Brady tears his ACL. And it's like, ah, we still won 11 games with Matt Castle. What was the locker room like when that happened? The locker room initially, they were down, but we always have this saying, next man up mentality, and the guys did a great job. We had a lot of talent on that team. When you think about it, you know, on offense, you had Wes Welker, you had Randy Moss, you had, you know, Kevin Falk in the backfield, a bunch of guys there on defense. Richard Seymour, who was just inducted into the Hall of Fame yesterday, all right. So Richard Seymour, Vince Wilford, Teddy Bruschi, Mike Vrabel, Rodney Harrison. That team was strong. Had a bunch of leaders on that team. So we fought through it, won 11 games, but unfortunately didn't make the playoffs. So I want to talk about the numbers, but I have to ask this, I feel like, because I feel like it's a hot topic. Is like, is Tom Brady the reason why New England was so good or is Bill Belichick yeah. the reason why? And I'm assuming it's a little bit of both, but yeah, no doubt. I'm sure you've answered this. So what's your take on yeah, that? Yeah, I think it's a combination of the two. I yeah. will say this. Look, Tom's he's the ultimate competitor. Yeah. And I would say one thing about Bill, he's the ultimate as far as preparation is concerned he's all about that and so I definitely think there's a combination I would also say there are a bunch of good players on those teams when you think about 20 years like we got you know like 10 hall of fame players on those teams so it wasn't just time it wasn't just bill players win games coaches lose games yeah and the thing I always go back to also is like when Tom won in Tampa everyone was like oh this is the proof of it right like Tom was the best he was doing all this stuff and like he's obviously very good you know yeah probably that team was stacked the team was incredible, right? So, like, the two examples I point to is Matt Castle comes in. You guys win 11 yeah. games, right? So, like, obviously there was a system there and there was good players there and That's the coaching right. was good. That that was good enough to win 11 games. And then Tom knew what he was doing when he went to Tampa, right? Like, the That's team right. was stacked. That's the right. defense was really good. The offense was really good. He had good role players. The receivers were good. So, like, I think there was a little bit of both. And I don't think you can take one season or two seasons and be like, okay, this deletes 20 years and we, now we know. Right? I totally agree. I totally agree. We'll see what happens this year. Yeah. Well, he's out now. but Well, he's out now. Yeah, we'll, but we'll, we'll see what happens with the Patriots. <laughs> so what's it been like transitioning from playing to coaching now? It's been great. You know, I actually took a sabbatical there. You know, when I retired in 2015, I went and worked in corporate America for three years. I ended up being vice president of business development for United Health Group. It was a great time. And Bill asked me to come back and coach. And I was like, all right, you know, I was traveling too much, came back, started coaching. But we spent a lot more time in the office as a coach than as a player, which is crazy. You know, I get in there at 430. I work out. I get home at 10 o'clock every night. So it's a grind. But at the same time, I get more excited about developing players than I actually did playing, which is a, this is a blessing. It's crazy. Is Bill just like football 24-7? He's all football. He's yeah. all football. Like, <laughs> he just loves you know, it. Something massive could happen in the world. He has no clue what's going on as far as current events. It's like, coach, it was an earthquake that just happened, and, you know, wherever it is. And he's like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> he's just like, I'm preparing for the draft or no whatever doubt, it is, no right? Yeah. And he wears so many different hats. You think about it, he's not just the head coach. He's on the offensive side, defensive side. He's a special teams coach at heart as well. And also the general manager. 
And so that's a bunch of different hats for a guy that's 70 years old, whatever, you know, 69, 70 years old. It's a lot, but he's not slowing down. And what do you think makes, I'm selfishly asking this just because I'm curious, but like you obviously played with the Patriots your whole career and then you're coaching for them now. So maybe you don't have the the other angle of it from other teams, but like what makes New England so special and why were they so good for so many years? There's not much to do in New England, (laughs) honestly. And I'll give you an example. You know, when I came out in 2008, I took 11 visits. So on these visits, you go to the teams, you talk to them, but you know, as you go into the buildings, you can see the parking lot. And so I went to like the Redskins, you look in the parking lot, there are Lamborghinis and like all the, you know, Bentleys and all that stuff. I went to Detroit, same thing, right? And then I took a visit to New England. They're like family vans and pickup trucks at the, because there's nothing else to do in Foxborough, honestly. Yeah. The only thing to do is to play football. I think that definitely helps out the culture. Yeah, it was funny. The Rams and Bengals are obviously playing in the Super Bowl this year. And Joe Burrow, I think when he said, maybe it was after the first round or the second round, they asked him about like how he's celebrating and why the team has been so focused and so good. Yeah. He's like, there's really not that much to do here in Cincinnati, <laughs> exactly. right? Exactly. And I think it's kind of the same mindset of like, if there's not much to do in the city, you're focused on football 24 right. seven. Like, sure, maybe that doesn't matter as much as people think, but ultimately it probably does to some it extent. Does. But like, look what happens in Vegas, though. Yeah. Like, even with Kamara right now, it's yeah. unfortunate, but there's a lot to do in Vegas. I'm interested in your take on that, right? Because some people say, hey, look, Vegas, they should have never put a team there, right? Yeah. You, you can get in a bunch of trouble. There's nightlife. That's what it's known for. Like, And, and the numbers, right? People have gotten arrested. They've gotten in trouble. Right. They've done these things. They're drinking and all this stuff. But the other angle of it is, like, it's kind of safe, too, right? Because there's so much assistance in Vegas, right? Like, you no, can legally sure. and safely go drink at these places, and yep. you have drivers and all these different things. But do you, you take think, advantage of that, though. Yeah, yeah. And, you have to be and, smart and about you it, for think sure. think about it. These are 22, 23-year-old millionaires. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. Some of them Rewind. hadn't had money before. That's right. Yeah. Most of, what most do you mean? Of them. Most of them have had 90% money. 90% plus yeah, probably. it doesn't yeah. matter. Like, it doesn't matter white, black. It doesn't matter the color. Like, it's about maturity. And so, yeah. you know, I actually interviewed for the head coaching job this past year for the Raiders. And they asked me about that. How would you handle it? Going through the draft process, you have to look for more mature players. Yeah. Like, if it's even or if it's even close, you want to take the more mature player, like the player who has a long-term girlfriend. I know it sounds simple. Yeah. At the same time, you know he's going to be in the house. Yeah. And then some of these guys, they come in single, millions of dollars. They're just living life. Yeah. And it's tough. You know, there's a lot of temptation out there. I mean, you know better than anyone, right? You've been in these locker rooms. No, no. You understand, like, some of these guys are just not ready for it when That's it right. happens, right? That's why I found a girlfriend, got married, had four kids. Quick. Yeah. Boom. No <laughs> trouble for me. You're ready, ready to go. That's awesome. So let's talk about a little bit of the transition into the NFL, right? So the yeah. maturity is obviously an aspect of it. But when it comes to finances, right, what was that transition like going from making no money in college, right? Yep. Now you can make a little bit with NIL or whatever it is. But no money in college in your time and previous to a lot of money, in most cases, millions of dollars. Yeah. What is that transition like? It was pretty tough, but at the same time, you know, the NFL, they have programs. and Are the programs helpful with the NFL? You know, honest, can I be honest yeah. on this? I don't Please. think so. I don't yeah. think they're helpful. I, I've heard that from a lot of people, and everyone always says, look, they have programs, right? And they yeah. just say, they have programs. Yeah. And I'm always like, do they do anything? I feel though? like because... this is an honest segment because I like <laughs> you. Look, they're, they're not helpful at all, <laughs> yeah. right? And so and sometimes I'll tell you, financial advisors, they're not helpful at all, Yeah. right? And you think about the things that they're pushing guys into, yeah. you know, stuff that gets 2% a year. Yes. And they tell you this I is the most I met someone the other, not, not to cut you off, I met yeah. someone the other day that had millions of dollars yeah. in cash in their bank account. Crazy. Just, just, and, and it wasn't like they had like a billion dollars and yeah. it was $2 million, right. right? It was a significant portion of their net worth yeah. was sitting in cash in a checking account. It's brutal. And what he said was he had a financial advisor, right? At a reputable place, like a name everyone would know. And the guy told me essentially like, the guy is, his job is not to lose his job. He doesn't want to lose They're me as a client. Me. He doesn't want to do yeah, this. That's right. So he wasn't allowed to talk about any digital currencies. He wasn't allowed to talk about Bitcoin. He couldn't talk about any of these other assets. Yeah. Basically it was like, 
40-60 portfolio with stocks and bonds, keep a bunch in cash and be That's super safe. That's what it is. Yeah. It's crazy. And guys are missing the upside on a lot of these opportunities, which stinks. I believe in developing players on and off the field. And so I heard the guys talking about, you know, Bitcoin, Ethereum and all this stuff, but they really didn't know what they were talking, you know, blockchain, all that yeah. stuff. They really didn't know what they were talking about. And I'm also a partner at Fifth Down Capital as well. But what I did was I ended up having a Zoom call with two crypto experts come on the Zoom call and 30 guys hopped on the call. And it was great. These are NFL guys right now? NFL guys yeah. right now in the league. Yeah. And they just talked about it. So Ash Egan, I'm not sure if you're familiar yeah. with Ash at Acrylic yeah. and Matt Walsh. So are these guys interested in it, you think? They are very interested in it, but I would say they're not educated as much as they should So how do we be. change that? Put them right here in the middle of the sofa. You guys should honestly... Because you guys can relate to the guys. You guys should have segments that are like dedicated to that. Yeah. But at the same time, you know who you have to battle? The financial advisors. Yeah. That don't 100%. want they don't want their client to hear about that. They don't want it. And to some degree, I don't think the NFL wants it either. That's right. I think the NFL likes kind of how it's going right now. That's right? right. They can lay their head on the pillow at night and say, hey, look, we gave them programs. We gave them advice. We put them in these positions to do what they want to do with financial advisors and stuff. And anything outside of that, I think they see as a risk. Right? That's right. So like a good example is Saquon Barkley. He came on our show and he committed earlier this year or last year, I guess, to putting all of his money, his marketing money, $10 yep. million a year in Bitcoin. Right. And his whole thing was like, look, I'm young. I'm a running back. I take a lot of hits. Like That's my right. career could end tomorrow. Yep. Inflation is really, really bad right now. He understood it. He's invested in a lot of these businesses too, like yep. the infrastructure side. So from a venture capital perspective, he's done pretty well. And now he's like, how do I protect my purchasing power? Right. right? So he gets it a lot more than I think probably the majority of athletes do yeah. at this time, at least. And I think people were shocked, right? They were no like, doubt. this guy's crazy. He's yeah. going to lose all his money because there's still this stigma of I think it was CNBC years ago or someone yeah. came out and they said, you know, 90% of NFL players go broke within three or four years. Right. And there is some degree of, look, the average career is still pretty short. That's right. Uh, maybe three someone years. plays three years, right? right? Depending on the position or whatever it is. So maybe you make a million bucks, a couple million dollars or whatever it is. So like you have to maximize that potential because those, right. those are the highest earning years of your career, really, yeah. right? Depending on what you do but I hate, But can I stop you right there? Yeah. I hate when people say that because, yeah. and this is what I try to tell my players all the time is, they're going to tell you this is the most you're ever going to make. But my thing is, like, you have to continue to evolve as a person. Yeah. Right. And so football is not the only thing you can do. Yeah. You can use the skill sets, the hard work, the dedication, all the stuff that you use to get to this point in another industry. Yeah. Now it's just all about taking that first step. Well, and I think to your point, NFL players and people that have reached that level, it's peak of professional sports. Yeah. You're, you're an elite athlete. That's right. Not only from a physical perspective, but a mental perspective, right. a work ethic perspective. And you're really more prepared than anyone when it comes to your life afterwards, right? Because you have discipline, you have commitment, yeah. you understand teamwork, you do all these qualities, right? right? It's the same reason why firms on Wall Street want to hire athletes, right? That's they want right. to hire all these people because they understand those core qualities. So I think you're right. I think that you know, there's still that transition. Some people it is, some people it isn't. But you look like a guy like Tom Brady, right? He yeah. obviously had tremendous success in the NFL. I think he made close to $300 million in yeah. his career, right? So a lot, a lot of money. He's the highest earning player in NFL history. But ultimately, he's going to make way more money off the field That's than he right. does on it, right? That's he's right. got this business autograph, which is yeah. the NFT business. I think it's like over $3 billion already. He started it last year. He's a co-founder. Yeah. I don't know how much equity he owns in it, but probably more than $300 million <laughs> no doubt, worth, no right? Doubt, so no you look at a guy like that who uses the NFL for himself, yeah. right? It's not the other way around where the NFL uses you. But you you have to start like look you know this people do business with people they like yeah right and 100%. so when your name is ringing bells like you're an aaron donald or whoever yeah. and like anyone's going to pick up the phone for you that's when you have to start building those relationships yeah. and that's what i did right yeah. and so new england boston small city right but a lot gets done there financial services healthcare, whatever you want yeah so i called a bunch of people i had dinners lunches the same thing that magic johnson did yeah. when he went down and looked at you know courtside kobe bryant did the same thing 
court side, hey, I want to have lunch with you, you, yeah. you, you. And no one's going to say no. It's but so what funny happens you say is that. These, guys, these guys wait until the end. Yep. And now it's too late. It's so funny you say that because I've had dinner with five or six athletes that are big name guys that are basically like, hey, look, I want to start investing. I want to understand this stuff better. How do I do it? Yep. And my number one piece of advice is always that, which is, look, if you're, you know, in Saquon's case, because I know he's comfortable talking about this, but like we told him the same thing. We we're like, yeah. go call the best venture capitalists in the world in New York City. They all want to hang out with you. That's they right. want to go to dinner with you. They want to take pictures with and you. They want to come on the field. To the and then what you'll do is you'll build a relationship <laughs> with them. Yeah. And then when they go do these deals, they'll bring you in on them, Absolutely. right? And you start to learn. And maybe you don't understand really well the first one or two or three, right? right. But you put in a little bit of money here, yeah. a little bit of money there, a little bit of money, and you'll learn across all of this. That's right. And I think that's the best piece of advice is just like, right. it's always about relationships, right? So I agree. you got to take advantage of it when you're in that, that position, which I think is unique. No doubt. The, the other thing I want to talk about is playoff pay. So how do game checks work? Let's talk about that yeah, first, so right? You so, get, so you get paid. We got paid bi-weekly okay. in New England, direct deposit, right? Back in the day, you used to get a, a check. Physical and there, check. Yeah, yeah, physical check. And the guy sometimes wouldn't cash it. Like I heard a story about, I'm not going to say his name, but he left like a $100,000 check in his visor. But think about that. Yeah. You know, it's prorated based on your salary. You know, so yeah. if you make $10 million a year, it's spread out across 17 weeks. But then once you get into the playoffs, everyone makes the same thing. Coaches, players, everyone makes the same exact amount of money. I think it's good that way. And now guys are just going out there. What do players think about that? Honestly, it if depends you, if you're making a it lot. Depends. Like, That's right. If you make like, $10 million, you don't care. Like, yeah. You're just going to go out there and play. But if you're making... It's, it's similar enough to where it's not you That's know, right. a huge And really deal. at that point, once you get your foot in the door in the playoffs, now it's about winning games. Like, yeah, you and don't the care further you go, the more you make. Yeah. Right. So like the first game is like 25000 yeah. The second game is like 50000 then the AFC NFC championship game is like a hundred thousand or whatever, something like yeah. that. So quarterbacks today, I don't, you know, I don't know who the highest paid players right now, but yeah. they make 40 million bucks, 40 right? Million. So they're getting right. multiple million dollar checks That's during right. the season. And then all of a sudden, Super Bowl, you win, you get 150K <laughs> right. and it's like, right. oh, fuck. Well, that's, that's for the celebration. You yeah. use that money like, all right, we're going to go celebrate. You now. go celebrate. That's yeah. right. So it's more about the playoffs is about winning the season, is about right. more making money and stuff like that. That's right. Amazing. What was the best memory in New England winning the Super Bowl? Oh, uh, yeah, winning the Super Bowl, but I would just say. What did just, you do to celebrate? Uh, I was hammered. I was hammered. <laughs> I, was, I don't even remember. The whole team celebrated together? We or all celebrated like, together, yeah. yeah. So the night, you know, after you win, you know, someone comes in and performs or whatever, but the whole team's there, coaches, their families. It's just great. Yeah. I know everyone looks at the players on the field, but families, they sacrifice throughout the year. Well, right? you just talked about it, right? You That's wake right. up at 4.30 a.m., you get That's home right. at 10. Like... Yeah, families, you know, the equipment staff. There's a lot that goes into a football team winning a championship. So. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I heard about, I'm a Giants fan, so... That stinks. Uh, well, does it, though? <laughs> we got you guys twice. <laughs> That's right. I know That's right. Uh, you were drafted the year after That's the 18-1 right. and one season, but one of the things I read this year was that the Giants, as an organization, they gave, like, it was the biggest bonus in history for the team to the staff, right? For yeah. the cafeteria workers, for yeah. the training staff. Like, how did that work when you were in New England? Do all players yeah, we just still contribute to a pot? Yeah, we still do. Yeah. Coaches as well. You okay. know, because those people don't make as much, but they make sure our jobs are easy, whether yeah. it's the people taking out the trash or people cooking for us. Like, we don't have to worry about those things. And it's a significant amount of money that we put into the pot. Yeah, basically Six just figures. a thank you. Just a yeah. thank you. Yeah. yeah. That's really nice. All right. Last question. Super Bowl. Who do you got? I'll tell you the matchup that I'm looking forward to, and that's the Rams' defensive line versus the Bengals' offensive line, and why is and, that? Because they have the best versus not a not. No, because really, when you look at the when you look at the Bengals' offensive scheme, it's about horizontal spacing with a mix of vertical shots, and so the ball gets out pretty fast. <laughs> you are going, not, I don't not, want to get too deep. Not, now you're at a level well, where this is where we're no, talking. But, but, but please do because I think people forget about the intricacies, right? Yeah. And they start to just think, oh, this player is really good. Aaron Donald's great, but like, what makes him great, right? Like, yeah, no doubt. Th there are some intricacies here that you obviously have a good understanding. Yeah, of. I'll break it down like in the layman's terms, but it's a quick passing game, right? 
right, yeah. we call it 90. So quick passing game for the most part. And then sometimes they stretch the field, Jamar Chase and Higgins yeah. and those guys. But if the Rams are able to get up by two scores, let's say 10 points, that offensive line for the Bengals is going to have a hard time trying to contain Von Miller and Aaron Donald and the rest of those guys because they fly around. Yeah. So how do you think about this today? Like basically the run negates some of that ability because you can't That's just right. pin your ears back and run. That's exactly right. And then if you're in passing situations, obvious ones, Von Miller, Aaron Donald, all these guys are just going to be so coming Joe after Mick, I'll tell you one thing. Joe Mixon, I mean, he's one of the most underrated running backs in the NFL, has been for a long time. Had and him on my could, fantasy team every year. I'm still looking for touchdowns. He could be the X Factor. <laughs> yeah. That guy runs hard. I'm he's telling good, you, he yeah. runs hard. And when you look at the Rams linebackers, they're decent. But if he gets into the second, third level, it's going to be a problem. Who do you think is the most underrated player in the NFL today? Most underrated player in the NFL today? Well, it was Cooper Cup. Yeah. People didn't talk about Cooper Cup a lot. You yeah. know, it's a white receiver. It's like, yeah. oh, no. Yeah. It's like same thing with Adam Thielen. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, these guys are good players. Yeah. What uh, makes Cooper Cup so good? Man, just his ability, his lateral movement. And I would also say it's something about the scheme as well. Yeah. There used to be a lot of build the formation, stretch zone, boot stuff. And now all of a sudden you have him in an isolated position. Now, if you double him, they also have weapons outside as well. Now, especially with OBJ. Yeah. What do you think now that you've transitioned, obviously, in the coaching role also, like what makes a good head coach, right? Because the way I think about this is Sean McVay comes in and now we've seen a bunch of younger coaches come yeah. in that are offensive gurus, but are still winning and, and managing a team. Yeah. In your mind, what makes a good head coach? Yeah, you know, all of those roles are different, right? The head coach, the coordinator, and position coach. All of those roles are different. I would say a head coach, the most important thing is getting the players ready to go, right? Setting a vision each and every week so everyone knows what the targets are. I believe in pre-mortem and post-mortem. So what do we need to win the game and how do we lose the game? You know, Charlie Munger taking it from him. Yeah. But if I know this is where I'm going to die, I'm not going to go there. Yeah. And so you have to like lay that out for the guys and get them ready to go. All right, last question. For someone said last question four times. Well, nah. we're going to get one more in here then, <laughs> nah, selfishly. I'm here all day. I'm well, this isn't even selfish, actually. This is for other people. What's the number one piece of advice that you would go back and give yourself as a player, right? Coming into the league, now you have all this experience. Yeah. You've played, you've coached, you, you've seen everything. What do you think you would say to yourself? It's a good question. You know, the number one piece of advice, I worked hard. You know, I was rookie yeah. of the year, so it's kind of hard for me to sit here. And, you know, I was surrounded by a bunch of good players. I say just continue to take care of your body. Usually when you come in, you're 22 years old, you feel like you're invincible. You're not as preventative as you should be. Yeah. Right? So massages and How also quickly do you start to feel that stuff? Yeah, very quickly. Yeah. yeah. You're like, these are grown men I'm out here playing yeah. with. It's, it's a, a lot different, different than college. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot different than college. You know, yeah. because in college, I played at Tennessee. Like every once in a while, you're playing like Southern whatever. It's like yeah. a, a slap team. Yeah. And in NFL, it's so close. Every week. Yeah. Everyone's an All-American. Everyone's an All-SEC. Everyone's All-ACC. So every week, it's pretty tough. All right, man. Thanks for doing this. I uh, appreciate no you. I had a blast, man. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, I appreciate you listening to The Joe Pomp Show. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Apple or Spotify so that you don't miss any episodes going forward. And if you are looking for additional content, check out my daily newsletter at readhuddleup.com or follow me on Twitter at Joe Pompliano. I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next time. Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire.